Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I call my baby on the telephone. Yeah. Listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast hosted by LC Fox and Baco, two guys will never leave you hanging to watch a basketball game. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and with me, as always, is the too close for comfort, LC Fox. How are you, LC? I am excellent. Thank you for asking. And how are you? I never ask you. I just, I just, I just tell you how I am, and I just move on my day. Yeah, you really well. You're a selfish guy. You don't really think about others yeah. when in these conversations. Uh, I'm well, actually. You, uh, you do ask pretty much every time. I, I don't really think either one of us care, though. We just kind of spit it out as kind of like a, a pleasant. Right. Well, that's that's yeah. the point. Is I, I I do say it, and then I don't hear what you say, yeah. and I just think about what I'm going to say next. And so I actually I do ask you how you're doing. That's good. At least I'm showing social graces. I know for the longest time I always made sure I answered. I am well but uh i have i think that's yes, season that's one right, you do see yeah but uh, anyway sure sure that's what triggered yeah, me i'm like wait a second i've said this before he's had to ask so you know apparently i pay as much attention as you so anyway let's get on with our yeah. individual shows running simultaneously sure no 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 problem that's right. <laughs> perfect <laughs> and welcome welcome to season seven can we call can we just start calling our show like break it down by seasons should we start reclassing that might as well on, on yeah. the podcast feed Mm-hmm. Like the uh, like an official one does. What if I what if we name it like I name my hot sauce batch one? This is batch seven. Hmm, okay, batch. We could do that. Start but something yeah, fresh, the, something new. Yeah. Nobody's done it before. Nobody, not even Pods and Sods, yeah. has called their seasons batches. Nope. Suck nope. on that, yeah. Craig. Or, you motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Or even put, uh, roll that up in your crusty jerk sock and wave it from a flag. How about- 
What if you do another? What if you do like another grunge grunge thing? You call it a side batch. Mm. Uh, ooh, there we go. Side batch. Side batch. Mm-hmm. That's right. But yeah, but I mean, listen. Welcome to season seven, everybody. We've got the whole story arc batch mapped seven. out. Ooh, for, motherfucker. I'm sorry, batch seven. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's planned out. We've we've gone to tons of uh, uh, meetings and everything like that to make sure that this season is the best and the most concise and a lot of plot twists. And like a lot of okay? Netflix dramas, it's clearly starting out slow. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what we say, what we've said is like like stick with Cobras and Fire. The first seven seasons, not that good. They finally kick it in season seven. Yeah. You gotta hang in there. Right? Season seven gotta, is. What, I'm so, I get, yeah. I, I'm gonna beat this at least for this one episode. Batch seven is really where it gets spicy. Oh yeah, that's right. But uh, but yeah, if I could just go into the whole too close for comfort um, mm. little adjective or description is you know I would I would think with this whole just just something that happened to me yesterday in line at the uh, at a fine local liquor store, not Total Wine. Supporting the local people more, mm. I guess. Most m- only because it's more convenient and close to where I live. <laughs> does, does it? Do they have an app? <laughs> yeah, no. Total Wine does. I accept to go. Yeah, but anyway, so I'm so I'm in uh, in line get with my swill, and uh, I'm not sure if you've had this recently. I have not had this recently. It's been a while because the pandemic, in theory, should have the whole thing when you're in line. Six, you know, we're we're standing further apart from each other. In theory, this has gone out on everything for a while. But what's the last time you've had somebody that's like, like you're in line and you basically somebody is behind you the whole time, and they you feel like they're actually like on on your shoulder almost like a parrot, like like they they can just basically steal your identity off your card. They're that close. It had to be recent, more often than you you would believe. I it, it's really? something, it's something that that drives me crazy. Um, to get a little side tangent on you, I, I I just the concept of a line when you're waiting anywhere, grocery store, convenience store, to get into yeah. a concert, to go to the bathroom, single file, or if there's multiple lines, just stay straight, stand directly behind the person. You know, the space thing is 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 one thing. The other thing is that sometimes people just kind of hover. And you don't know, are you in line? Are you not in line? Why are there three people behind me, but you're to the left of me? But yeah, I get really touchy when people, look, less than six feet probably every time I go out now. But what you're talking about, once a week? I don't know. Just somebody's a little I haven't had it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I, I would say that that's the one positive thing from from the pandemic was this this social norm of just being... It was for a while, but this guy, this motherfucker, I mean, people, I don't know if he's like, man, I am glad there's, there's no more masks because I'm going to get right up in your business because this guy was like, to the Licking point where your you ear. can feel them. Yeah, pretty much. Like you, you can feel his heartbeat. Like if this was, I can tell you this much. If this was my wife behind me in line, I'd say back the fuck off. Give me some room. That's how uncomfortable, uncomfortably close this person was. And it's where that part where like, is this a, is this a deal where they're actually watching your credit card number or watching your pin number? There, he was, I mean, at one point you pr- I turned around and looked at me again, it's at the liquor store too. So you're like, is this guy just, you know, it's four o'clock. It's a Saturday. Maybe the guy is already half hammered and he doesn't even know where he is. You know, yeah. he's, he's right up there, but uh, I don't know. It's the first time I've had that for a while where, where I just felt, it just felt odd. And, and, and it's one of those things like I, I don't want to be close to anybody in general public, but this just just I mean, does he think he's going to lose his place in line? He's, he's fucking right there. People. You're spiraling so many memories. 
<laughs> I was at Cheapo Records yesterday. It's a place where I took Craig's with the record store in Minneapolis. Uh, anyway, okay. this guy was buying a pile of cassettes. And it was like fifty-seven bucks, and he only had fifty. So he like take these this, three off. This is recently. This is yesterday when I was buying Gene's birthday gift. Um, Cassettes. Uh, Gene Vogel t- uh, turns fifty the day of this recording. So happy birthday, Gene. Uh, Gene Vogel, uh, host of the Disciples of the Watch podcast, and of course the panty dropping, uh, the panty dropper of the band oh, Mortificator. Yeah. So uh, I, his his birthday party was last night. So I stopped at Cheapo Records to get him a, a gift, and I got him a, a doozy. A cassette. Oh, Hopefully he'll uh, no. I got him a couple of vinyls. Uh, hopefully he'll uh, he'll share them, but I don't want to spoil it. Uh, anyway, uh, the guy in front of me directly uh, that I was standing, hovering right on his ass and licking his ear. Um, <laughs> he, he had a big old pile of cassettes, and it was like I said, it was like fifty-seven plus tax, you know, whatever, fifty-seven and some change. He had fifty dollars, so he just kind of like slid like four of them aside, and the guy <laughs> takes them off. He's like. You're still $2 over. So he slid like three more off, and now he was like $7.50 under what he had. God. So the guy gives him his change, and he hands the guy, gets his change, and he hands the $5 back to the cashier and says, Can I get this in quarters? Like, what? Is he going to an arcade? I was thinking the same thing. He's like, What are you? There's no Pac Man machine in here, man. It's like. I'm telling you what, I got my bag of cassettes. I'm going to sit over here in the corner and I'm going to work this fucking Donkey Kong machine. I mean, the only thing I think of is the the, the buses in the city, but they'll take other forms of payment now. They're not all just fucking exact change. And you're not near a casino and all those places pretty much go paperless and moneyless now anyway. So it's just... Not moneyless, but you know what I mean. Uh, you don't have to have your coin dropping in every time you fucking pull a slot. Is all I'm getting at there. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Getting back to that, I, I, I just I, I'll at sometimes when someone gets a little aggressive, just trying to put their shit in the fucking cart. Like I'm giving the person in front of me space. You ever had this happen? But the person behind you is clearly miffed that you won't move the six inches that they need to put one tenth of what they have on the belt they want it on their right fucking now it's like you realize that you're gonna oh, have sure. more than enough time to put all your shit on the belt if i wait for this person to at least finish their transaction the point is liquor app delivery that is what i'm looking into <laughs> this week touchless so I do not have to experience humanless. that again touchless yeah. touchless you, you know you and you're gonna soon drive yourself in, into like a level of uh, social anxiety that you, you you're gonna be just oh, stuck. I'm already there. You, you're you're gonna, yeah, I'm already there. <laughs> you're gonna be living where you're sitting right now. That you're never gonna leave. You're gonna, you're, you're, your wife and kids I, are gonna be I, dropping I, your food out in the hallway. I, I could tell from my Monsters of Rock experience that I I live in a in a uh, uh, social. I, I'm just more aware of my social anxiety <laughs> after day three.
a country musician who got under my skin when I first when I first heard about this guy. I immediately hated him, um, and and had an issue with 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 his approach to his brand. Um, and I'm talking about Eric Church. He recently made some news by basically telling his fans, "I hope you don't mind uh, if I cancel your plans for the weekend because." There's a basketball game, and I really want to watch it. But we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. I want to go back about 10 years. He was playing here in Minnesota at the at the, the State Fair, and I'd never heard of the guy before. But there were people walking around with these shirts that said Eric Church. And for, I don't even know how I put it together. I probably didn't even care until I saw the one that pissed me off. And one of them that, that was uh, walking around, it was like horns up like this, and it had some like clever, like, don't forget to go to church kind of slogan on there. Okay. Here's the thing, like we we've talked about this. The Grammys don't care about hard rock and metal, hip hop, and I mean, how many times do, the, do these when they do do anything like that? And I'm talking, I'm mentioning the Grammys because of a broad based view of what rock and metal is, right? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sure. Everybody, you know, if, if you say why are you putting rap artists in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, everybody's like, oh, you big rock guys are just such babies. It's like, well, I don't, I don't. Fine, put them in. Uh, and then if you fuck up, if, if you uh, give Megadeth an award and play Metallica music for them on the way up, we're just supposed to go, <laughs> oh, well, of course they didn't know. If you have no of the none of the hard rock or heavy metal categories are ever televised on the Grammys anymore, um, you, they routinely do this stuff. But here's what rappers and country people do. They want to call themselves rock stars. They want to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They want to use the fucking metal horns, for fuck's sake. Oh, okay. Fuck you. If we're that unimportant, why do you want to be a rock star? Why don't why, why did you get into country music if you wanted to go metal? Do you want to be Rob Halford or do you want to be Conway Twitty? Make up your fucking mind. So you're mad about the uh, the uh, appropriate appropriation of the devil. The, the appropriation of yeah, the, the cultural appropriation. Again, I don't care if people like what I like or not. Do what the fuck you want. I mean, I, I think it's sad that this guy matters to enough people that this was a news story. But you know what? It uh, he does. He he sells a lot of tickets. He's got a lot of fans and all that stuff. So yeah. So the the bring it fast forward here. Um, take it away from the cultural aspect of 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 Eric Church and what that means to a very specific incident involving him. He is apparently a big fan of the the um, North Carolina Tar Heels, and they made it to the Final Four in the NCAA tournament this year. Not March Badness, March Madness, just to make... Uh, yes, the real thing. Yeah. No, no. No, they're both real. Uh, they both literally <laughs> happened and existed. So. Yeah, right. okay. So, right. uh, one, is a, one is a pun. One is a podcast tournament. One is a college basketball tournament. You're correct. Listen, yes. I, I don't mean to take anything away. You're Eric Church in this, Badness. man. You're Eric Church in really this. I really am. I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize. Is that uh, going to be a thing? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> so Churching. four days before a concert on a Saturday. So I mentioned that because basically if he was playing in San Antonio on a Tuesday, I don't know that it would have affected <laughs> as many people. But but when, you know yeah. people will travel for these concerts regardless of the day it is. They'll book hotel rooms. Some of them might be non-refundable, including their airfare. Some people will drive plan on driving hours. They'll take time off of work. They'll they'll use vacation time. Uh, businesses around these areas are staffing for this expected surge of a crowd. You know they look at the calendars of the the, the arenas that their businesses are near so that they know wh- when to have the, the proper amount of people on staff. You're affecting the lives of th- at least twenty thousand people 
All right. Yeah. At the very least. And 40. What about all those? What about all those Uber and Lyft drivers ready to take people to and from the place? This is put it all in there. But they're independent contractors. They're independent contractors. So nobody cares. Yeah. No, at all. Everything is affected. Everybody that was planning on on using this, you know, and things do happen. I mean, people get sick. Concerts get canceled. This isn't the first time. But this is the first time I remember someone being so brazenly open and honest and selfish about this, which he got credit for by some people. And I'm about to get into that, too. But fuck him. Fuck his, this whole thing. Here's the deal. He wanted to go because, boy, I sure do like them Tar Heels. And I know this is selfish, but boy, this is a big game. Would you like to guess how many times the North Carolina uh, Tar Heels have been in the Final Four, Elsie? Um, I'm going to say in the last 40 years, five, maybe five times. 21 times. 21 times they made it to the to the final four? Yeah, and that's definitely a problem. That is actually last... staggering. Yeah, okay. So, okay. and I didn't uh, know it was that many. Now, do you know do you know who has more appearances in the final four than them? Uh probably Duke. Nobody. No. They literally is have really? been to this wow. event more than anybody else. Now, here's the part that I love because I don't mind watching a little uh tournament action. I like doing a bracket once a year, all that kind of stuff. And like when it doesn't matter with college sports, if the Minnesota teams are, are good, I'll pay a little attention when they get kind of close to this good stuff. But I didn't go to any of these schools. My kids didn't go to these schools. I don't have any personal allegiance. I'm not a Purdue Boilermaker like you. You know what I mean? So it didn't really yeah, bother yeah. me when that uh, college I'd never heard of beat them. Uh, again, I was surprised to find out Eric Church went to fucking college. But I was not surprised to find out that he did not go to North Carolina. So this isn't even his fucking... And none of this would have excused it. None of this would have made it. He went to Appalachian State. He's just one of those fucking poser packer, like, just sits down there and go, I grew up watching the Tar Heels. You know, these are fucking people's kids. It's just, oh, my God. And the fact that... If how anybody could still be a fan of, of his, but I did see a couple of people, uh, a, a fellow podcaster being one of them, that said, "Well, at least he was honest about it. You got to give him credit for that." You know why he was honest about it, Luce? Because fucking why? cell phones are everywhere. He was gonna get seen there if he came up with a bullshit excuse. Somebody would have fucking caught him and say, "I thought you no. were dealing with the no. problem with the family, or you're sick." <laughs> I will go against that part. Because I can t- say that that is what he should have done to begin with is to fake an injury, come up with some bullshit. Somebody on his staff gets COVID. He puts on a nice mustache. He puts on a wig or whatever like that. Yeah. Or he goes and, and goes into in the pretty people, go, goes into the pretty people box seats, something. He could have hidden himself. He could have done it. But not even going into that. But I, just the fact again, that, I don't see how that is a defense. <laughs> no, and I'm not saying it's defense. I'm saying that that is how appalling it is to actually cancel a concert saying I got other shit to do. Well, he wouldn't have been able to enjoy himself like with a wig and a, and a beard. OK, and a fake beard. I don't know. Yeah, I think you can enjoy yourself. No, with, 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 I think he wants people to see I'm fucking Eric Church and I'm, you know, you know, it's it's like Matt Damon and Ben Adflack at the Boston Red Sox in the World Series. They wanted everybody. Look, we're Boston guys that it's important right. to him. But I'm saying but I'm saying that is what is the most appalling thing and, and, uh, and surprising about this is that he would think that people would have a positive reaction to that at all. Think about how much money. That he had to give. There's some not. He's giving up a payday too, and a payday for a lot of people on this. I I don't know how the exact contract works, but I guarantee a fucking week before 
there's something exclusion like renting out the place, sure. all these things like that. You have to be in a really again though, no, but, but is, you have to go ahead. I, you're 100 percent right, but guess what? He can afford it, and the the other end can afford it, and I don't give a fuck that a very small. We're talking a handful of people affected by what you're talking about. So fuck him. Right. If he wants to pony up that check. Now, if he wants to turn around and say, everybody who bought a ticket, here's where you log into. I will personally refund you every one of those tickets. And if there was any kind of travel expense, if you took time off, vacation time off, put that in here. If there's any hotel fee you had, I will cover literally the fucking cost of everything so I can go to this basketball game. I'm like, that's a balls move. That that guy really wants to go to this game, but but right. no to say to a promoter like okay you know here's the the guarantee that I'll give back plus a fifty thousand dollar penalty and for a show that's gonna be rescheduled for money he's gonna get back that is no that fuck him well that's what I'm just to say it's the, it's both that that part that's staggering about how well you're doing to be able to just say fuck <laughs> it I gotta go watch a basketball game and number two is to not to not think of how that's going to be for whatever band you wanted to see on any level. If I saw, if I saw goddamn local H say this, yeah. <laughs> I just say, I'm not playing the thing. I'd be like, I'm like motherfucker again. I can't see you guys. I was planning to go, go see it and something happened like that. I would just do, it would be, it would be pissed because it's just a selfish move. If it's on the schedule, you know, when March madness is don't tour well, during that time. If you think uh, that, if, especially statistically, like you just said, I had no idea that was that many times. Like a one in four chance are going to be there. You just Minnesota math. You just don't tour during that time. Well, well, yeah, that's the defense, right? Like, how is he supposed to know when this is going to go on? Yeah. I mean, no. the only thing he didn't know is that they were going to make it. Fair enough. But that's if it's this important to you. I had someone like you would do the same if it was the Vikings in the Super Bowl. I'm like, no, I wouldn't. First of all, I wouldn't book a gig. Like, I literally didn't book gigs when I, you know, when I had season tickets. There was no booking shows on Sunday nights because, like, I was like, well, during if during a Viking game, I should say. Um, because, you know, I'm probably going to be at the game, going to be lubing it up, having a good time. And now I got to fucking sober up and do a show for two people for no money. Now, it's a very different scenario. Um, I don't know yeah. that if I was making Eric Church money, I would have said, I really got to go to this Viking game. I probably would have just taken that. But I wouldn't – if the Vikings I, – I don't know. I just I, – well, first of all, the Vikings are never going to go to the Super Bowl, so I'll never have to worry about it. I'll never be a famous rock star making that kind of money, so I'll never have to be in that scenario. But no, I, there's no fucking chance. I'd cancel a show for a – I mean, guess what? The Super Bowl is big. March Madness is big. But there are plenty, plenty of people. Vikings. You you have a concert right now, and the Vikings made it to the Super Bowl, Baco. That's just that an day. unrealistic hi- hypothetical. Have- That's just it's. Well, first of all, because <laughs> I'll yeah, never make it. Okay. I could just push our start time back till after the game too. You know what I mean? I, I, oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So yeah. But it's just uh, <laughs> everybody's trying to look for some kind of reason that this like not everybody. Most people are fucking slamming this idiot. Uh, oh, but what if what if that you know then Jesus Chrysler has the opportunity? Like, listen. What if they then you just work it out where you actually play the Super Bowl halftime show, Jesus Christ, and then, and then see the Vikings? Yeah, right there. Double. We have you to play post it, or would the you show. Protest it. We would to- you? But would you have the? Would you have? Uh, would you? If you had the offer now, or would you just turn it down because halftime shows should just be guys talking about the game and get back to it. Nothing on the field. 
Uh, I don't think I would have a hard time uh, accepting the, the <laughs> halftime show. I don't think there's a big hip- role of hypocrisy there. Uh, what if they said they had to lip sync it? You have to lip sync it, though. They don't have time to, to, to mic you up. You um, got to do goddamn handsome man, but lip synced out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, I, okay, yeah, you're a man. I thought you were a man of integrity. I am a man of integrity. I still think the Super Bowl halftime show has made way too big a deal out of it. If you want to make way too big a deal out of me, okay. I, but I, I don't see uh, how I can't play a role and still have that belief. It's not like I'm suddenly going to go, now, would I would not go out and go, you know what? I was wrong. The Super Bowl halftime important halftime show is really important. It's a cultural movement. We should all rally around it and have hard opinions about whether it was the greatest ever or the worst ever, the moment it starts. That's that I wouldn't suddenly feel different about that. Beyonce wouldn't suddenly become good because I did it. So stand too close to, to podcasters in line at the liquor store. Number two, Eric Church, <laughs> you've lost you've lost the support of Cobras and Fire. And number three, Baco will lip sync with the right price. Surprise for you. Oh, right on. I like surprises sometimes. Yeah. Are you pregnant? I am not. Hmm, okay. We, uh, I, uh, How many guesses I do I made. get? <laughs> Keep going. Not, number one. All right, not no, pregnant. Okay. All right. Um, were you elected that's, that's, to uh, your local city council? I was not. Okay. Um, you just bought a liquor store, but all your customers <laughs> stand too close to you. <laughs> So I closed it. <laughs> <laughs> Out of business. <laughs> Too close. <laughs> Why? Proximity issue. Very, very angry. Or nobody listened to him. Doesn't matter how many goddamn things he put. There's six. There's six subway sandwiches between you. Here's the distance. Oh god. You know. Well, I'm out of guesses. Okay, good. This is what I want to talk about, Baco, and that is, is a, is a podcast that's been around for. For now, seven years, and it'll come up uh, again a few times. Um, one thing we don't do enough is to mention, by the way, 
We have a site called cobrasandfire.com. You can find all the episodes there. You can find articles, links to articles that both Baco and I have written for Decibel Geek from back in the day. Anything you ever want, all the links to all the podcast players, it's all there. And the reason I mention that is that last week, all of a sudden, we basically didn't have a website. Woke up one day, and what did it say on the homepage? I don't remember. 404? There has been a critical error on the site, basically, which at first I was like, did I not pay the bill? Something like that. But the site wasn't there. Wasn't there. And and my point of telling you that is that to get it back up and running, I suddenly realized how much goddamn content we have, we have both created over the last seven years that, that at, at times in life, when you're running the marathon and everything, you don't just celebrate the journey and to like, just like you're always like in the present trying to get the next, next episode done and things like that. So would you mind if I just mention a few things about possibly people that might be newer to the show that they should be aware of? Not at all. Go for it. On the site, we have an archive that's specifically just interviews that we've done. Now I'm just going to fire through these because I think and, and please just just mention anything you want to want to mention on this. But I think that, you know, since 2015, there are people possibly that you've even forgotten. And, and this is also inspired, <laughs> okay. I should say. This this should also this is also inspired for the fact that great, great interview with Jordan from them evils. You know, that was one of the reasons there was one of the one of those bands that kind of uh, was the whole like mission statement in the beginning was mm-hmm. up and coming bands, things like that. That was this and it realized in it. Kicked in. That was the second time you've interviewed him. Yes, uh, third. But the first one was Ford Decibel Geek. Yeah, I interviewed the whole band okay. the first time I met them, um, and so him specifically, I've interviewed twice since. On on the show, yeah. So it's been like three or four years, right? Since oh yeah, it was before. Him, I think twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Yep. So let me just uh, for those. Coming into this, like we talked about season seven and I'm sorry, batch, batch seven batch. And, and everything you like that is, is that one of the things about, about our show that, 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 uh, I think maybe is a great thing, but also is, is, uh, maybe a downfall is we're kind of scattershot. You're not going to get the same show all the time. We've got this show, we've got interviews, we've got your whatever, never mind, uh, side batch, um, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, grunge, uh, exploration, deep dive, and things like that. So we kind of keep you guessing. You know what I mean? We got March Badness. We're, we're all over the place. But things that we forget sometimes, even when you're talking about the podcast, is how many fucking people have been interviewed on this show over over the seven years. So I'm just going to fire these off. You want to make some comments on it? Great. Is Fair enough. Cool? Yeah. So this is, this is like a, a humble yeah. brag moment for us, you're saying. Uh, pretty much, but also as a kind of a starting point is if you're coming into this episode, uh, coming into the show, maybe you don't even know where to start. There's like 400 episodes. So here's a list of interviewees, guests on the show, there you go. artists that we've, that we've talked to over the years. John Karabi, Jakey Lee, KK Downing, Jeff Tate, Michael Sweet. What, five times? Yep, five-time guest, Michael Sweet. Danko Jones. Two times. Three-time guest? Two, oh, three two times. times. I, think, okay. I think you're right. Three. No, two. Ron Keel. Six. You motherfucker. Ron Keel, six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ron, another Ron. Ron Young. Twice. Twice. Little Caesar. Jean-Paul. Yes. Jean-Paul Gaster of Clutch. Mm, forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, John Levin 
of Dokken and George Lynch of Dokken and Twice. 75 Projects. One time. Okay. Twice, that's right. One time, okay. One time, like, I won't be making another request. <laughs> One time interview and did his shopping at the same time, yeah. I believe. He was on yeah, in his, yeah, he was, in his he car. He was doing dishes and, once, and the other time he was playing guitar the whole time. It was just been him. Yeah, exactly. Doug Aldrich. That was a good one. Rachel Bolin. That is one that I forgot. Hmm. That was actually that one actually turned out pretty good too because he was on to promote oh, some award he was being given. But yeah, and then we've got and then Bruce Kulick twice and both in person. Yeah, Very one from you, nice guy. One from me. Yeah, Eddie Ch- fucking trunk. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the rest. Of- <laughs> that one's doing great on uh, YouTube still. <laughs> is it? Yeah, that's good. And and the rest of the metal show. Don Jameson, three-time guest? Yeah, three at least, yeah. And Jim Florentine. Bryn Ahrens of Flip. That was a big one for you. Yeah, it was cool. We talked for a couple hours, personally. I'm hoping to get him back on this summer. They have a new album coming out. That was in person. Uh, Big Dad Rich of Texas Hippie Coalition. Ricky Rackman. Forgot about that one, Jesus. And I forgot about this one, too. That was a pretty solid interview as well. was uh, another Queenstrike member, Michael Wilton. Mm-hmm. I was, I, he was uh, actually better than I was expecting. So uh, he was enjoyable to have on the show. Yep. One I was kind of forced into last minute. Mike Tramp. <laughs> and that worked out good. <laughs> yeah. Is he right still living with you? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> if, if he was, he's he still in the old like, house. <laughs> the people who rented out the new house. By the way, this house comes with a Mike Tramp. <laughs> this very handsome guy from the 80s who just Wait. happens to be in your ha- house yes yeah, he's constantly saying he's always my trip is also always asking for people to slow down i'm not sure if you notice that it's consistent no i just think like he's like haunting the like the vents of the house with his his singing so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that played for an audience of one two possible oh, I got this one, I don't know why I forgot it at all, because it was a good interview, with John Five. Yeah. Tony Harnell. He's been on a couple times. Former, uh, yeah, Tony Harnell in, yeah, at the uh, Rock and Pod as well. TNT and Skid Row yeah. for a minute. Donnie V, that was a banger of an interview. Yeah. Wow, that was a fun one, I thought. Yeah, the second one was, re- nice. uh, actually, it's funny you bring that one up. Alex Alt uh, of the Sly Dog podcast, he recently messaged out that he was just got to hearing that for the first time, and he was like, "This is just off the rails." So yeah, if you if you got a right. couple hours to kill, and uh, you, it'll he'll definitely entertain you in that one. The first one, not too bad, but it's a little more short and sweet. And um, you know, he's eating soup and uh, waiting for his sister to pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, a great. Well, I'll turn into that one. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't bad. And then, you know, the most random poll that you got for when we did the Sabbath, you know, deep dive was you got Dave Walker. Mm, that know, was a lead that was actually investigative journalism tracking that fucker down. I talked to him I on a landline so. in Montana. I could just imagine him at a big like one of those big red phones on the wall with a <laughs> long cord dangling down like stranger things and everything. You know, yep. you got you, you're wired in. That's what he had. But Dave Walker, that was like a learning experience. Just the fact that I think I didn't even really even know that that guy, he was. That's the deep dive you get from the show. Steve Whiteman, twice, yep. two-time guest, kicks. 
And then this is another one that I, I had forgotten about. Doro. Fucking Doro. <laughs> you interviewed. Yeah. yeah. Right on. So, nice. Who knew? Yeah, I mean, I, the little fifteen-year-old. Uh, you had to be kind of excited about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was uh, a little. Uh, you know, it, it was fun. She was cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice lady. A lot of broken English. Uh, Erie Vaughn. That is a monster, monster. It, it, for somebody that was not into Danzig and uh, all, you know all the uh, all that, that was a fascinating interview to me. You know, that one um, so. and Jakey e. Lee were the first two big ones on our YouTube page to get to do numbers. But the Jakey e. Lee one was a few months earlier. And the Jakey e. Lee one, it's like it was like such an ego boost to go read the comments as they would come in. It's like, you know, it would be great things about the, inter- uh, the interview itself. And then uh, oftentimes about me. And I was like, oh, I'm super great. I'm good. The Erie Vaughn one was when the real YouTubers came out. And I am, <laughs> I am just destroyed and shredded by something like, really? this fucking idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> you know what? But it was probably the universe putting proper balance. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. You know, because, yeah, it was yeah. maybe a little too effusive praise on one end and definitely some unnecessarily mean, <laughs> hurtful things said on the other. But. Happy fans, dancing fans. Uh, for the most part, it, the, the comments are pretty clean. You know what I mean? Uh, they are standard YouTube stuff. You're going to get your good and bad. but Yeah. And then you've got, uh, uh, but that was like two, that was a like two hour combined. Yeah, interview, we did right? two episodes because I talked to him for about two hours and we basically did the first half of his uh, leading up to Danzig and the second one was the second one. You know, a, a proud moment for me is that like I actually have a demo that I recorded from scratch. I did everything, bass, drums, guitars, singing that I played yeah. of, a, of a Danzig song called Twisted Cane that I'd recorded back in 2009. And I used it as the intro music for the part two. And someone, uh, Erie shared it, and someone said, hey, where is that version of that from? And Erie thought it was possibly off the uh, um, Danzig box set or something, some unreleased demo. And uh, oh, That's awesome. I, I was like, wow, I actually, uh, I, did, I wasn't trying to dupe anybody. I was just trying to, like, not, you know, at that time we were worried about what music we're using, so... But you you got to interview him in person too at Rock and Pod. Yeah, like we kind of did a small recap right? of our of what we talked about that's there. I mean. So yeah, but yeah, but but based on that, but uh, come on, that's that's just a. Oh, he was great. Love him. Should, yeah, uh, Chad Nicefield of Wilson. He's twice, been on a few times. Once. I think three at least. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. Remember the last time was right after. T- what was their last record call? After the after the the whatever that is with the lollipop, tasty nasty. Um, yeah, terrible. But yeah, and, and I hated the fucking record. But I right. was like, how do I right. address that without uh, that was a, that was a bit of a dance. <laughs> yes, I totally understand that. And then and then we got now. Here's one I would think of all the bands up and like the up and coming bands. This one has probably taken it to the next level more than any other ones. And that is Brett Emmons of Glorious mm. Sons. Yep, and that was a great interview. He really uh, he really Agreed. just talked and had some really good answers. So if you're a fan of that band, check that out. Yep. And then here's one, that, again, that I forgot. In a, one of the legendary bands, Charlie Bonate. Yeah. Coffee talk. Mostly mostly about coffee. It's still. <laughs> it's about one minute of coffee talk. But uh. <laughs> then we got Jake from Crowbot. Gunnar Nelson. <laughs> In person. <laughs> In person. And didn't know anything to talk to him about. 
Really? Yeah, we we we, we got him because BJ Cramp wasn't at his table when he was scheduled to do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so Gunner's sitting there, nothing to do, and he's like, and then they tried to like get him to get up while we're talking. Remember that? Like, like the, one yeah. of the handlers was like, he's like, ah, he wasn't there when I was there. No, I'm with you guys now. That's right. He was he was he was locked in. Yeah, he's like, he's he's like, like no, nope. forget that BJ guy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, rock and or roll. I've got something better. I've got Cobras and Fire. There's yeah. another and podcast yeah. here. I'm going to participate with them. Uh, we've got uh, Kenny Olson of Kid Rock talking about growl towels. <laughs> Fast forward to that part. <laughs> that guy was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, uh, you know, Kenny's a nice guy. How many times we interview? Yeah, very nice guy. But uh, Sean and Marty McCoy of Boba Flex several times. Yeah. Both you and I interviewing them separately. Um, again, one of those bands. From the beginning, that was a uh, that was part of the mission statement. And then, don't forget, don't sleep on Bob Kulik asking him about his help hair back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that was a good one too. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Crusty. And then of course, and then of course, the pinnacle of your interviewing uh, technique and guest Doyle. This was very much a do-it-yourself uh, act, you know. On, on in, when they, especially when they first started out. Uh, do you use much of those same principles like touring now? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah? Huh. Uh, yep. Somebody just recently interviewed him, and uh, it's a God, I, I, I wish, maybe it was Eric Schutz. I, 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 it's a podcaster of note, and I apologize for not remembering, but I'm just like, his comment seemed a little bit like, okay, you've been doing this a while. How have you not heard what it's like to talk to this guy? But anyway, I just, I, he, he basically. It sounded like his experience was identical to mine, so I just commented, been there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he just one-word answers, 19, I think I think that the, the tally, I, rem- I think I have it memorized, 19 questions in nine minutes. So um, Nine I, minutes, and called from underneath, uh, the uh, underwater. I yeah, that was connection. one of those situations where you have, like, a handler who's, like, trying too hard to control everything, where, like, they want me to call them, they're going to patch in him, <laughs> and it's it, rather than me just, you know, us talk directly from one phone to another, you know, she's going to conference us all in and uh, and and it, for a Doyle interview. And then on top of that, like, uh, she kind of gave me a heads up and said, make sure you get into these three topics, it'll help loosen them up. One of the, the, one, one of those topics I remember was uh, that the fact that he's a vegan... You're a vegan. That that's, I don't. I'm not speaking out of term, right? You you post a lot of vegan lifestyle stuff. Yes, I am. Do you find it hard to, like, eat when you're on the road? <laughs> no, not at all. It must. Do you find it hard to find <laughs> vegan meals on the nope. road? And he said no. <laughs> Dude, that is the only interview of all the interviews. All interviews have their awkward parts, but the entire time, I'm uh, for nine minutes, I was face palming. The entire time, I'm like cringing. It was like cringe gold. Like so, well done sticking with it. On the other extreme of that, I will end this little journey through memory lane with the metal god Rob Halford interviewing <laughs> that him was big. on the show. Yeah. Right? You know, bands are like families and families have fights and sometimes you don't see each other for for a period of time and that's exactly what happened for me, you know. Um, yeah, could things have been done differently? Could things have been done better? You know, hindsight is great. Yeah, I think it's very important to reflect on your past circumstances and utilise them so that incidents don't happen again and again. Um, but it, what, it did, what it did let me do 
um, Jason, as I've said many times, it let me get a lot of things out of my system. Mm-hmm. I love being away and doing, you know, five and two and a half and done. But I understood that my heart and soul and spirit is, is purely best displayed uh, within my, my work in Jesus Christ and always will be. Right on. Well, Rob, this has been a pleasure. Like I said, I, I managed to hammer through the book last night, and you come off sincere. I think your story is not just interesting, but it's actually going to help a lot of people. And from a little quick personal story, I got my first Judas Priest cassette in Christmas 1985. There was a blizzard the next morning, and I had a paper out to do. So Defenders of the Faith will always be a snowy album to me. <laughs> Great. Oh, my God. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? What a great story, man. That's just cool. That's so cool. <laughs> That's the power of metal right there. Yeah. The power of metal will get you through every blizzard and your paper will be goodly delivered. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about it that way. Uh, but hey, for me personally, thank you for everything. I, I'm not just talking about this interview. I appreciate your time, but uh, you've, you've been there, you know, especially as a teenager when we're all dealing with, with gunk. You you were among those artists that I leaned on in during the dark time, so I appreciate it, Rob. Great words. They, they mean a lot to me. All the best, Jason. Stay safe. I'll see you in, in 2021. I got to tell you, it did kind of turn me into a teenager every time he would call me Jason. Jason. Oh, he called yeah. me. Yeah. And he enjoyed it. He, he enjoyed the conversation. You could tell he was having fun. Yeah, yeah I got him laughing a, a few times, man. A solid man. interview. Jason. Right. Mm-hmm. So just, and that, I'll just, I'll, I'll end this whole thing but i just want to met you know it's seven years mm-hmm. we can have some we can talk we can talk about this a little bit yeah uh but the other thing is too it, it going through the site is uh and i still think it should be its own feed but for now we have an entire section of the site easy sh- easily shareable that is the whatever never mind side batch show of of just want to mention interviews that you had there too just uh and those are more um on the whole producer, engineers, people in the industry, but Danny Goldberg, Dave Hillis, Steve Albini? Steve Albini. is wrong. Steve Albini. Albini. Steve Albini. That was a banger, too. These aren't exactly household names. Danny Goldberg was the, the Nirvana manager in the early 90s. Uh, Dave Hillis was the engineer on Pearl Jam 10. Steve Albini produced Nirvana in utero. Um, well, if you want to keep going, Michael, Michael Beinhorn. Beinhorn. I love that one. That might be my favorite of, of the group. Uh, he is uh, he's a really interesting and well-grounded person. Uh, but yeah, he produced uh, Super Unknown by Soundgarden. And then there was one other big one I thought there. Um, well, uh, Bruce, uh, Bruce of uh, Sub Pop. Oh yeah, Bruce, Bruce Pavitt of Sub Pop. That was a real fun one. Um, yeah, the uh, Sub Pop found- founder. Yeah, founder. Uh, uh, Jeff Tomey, who produced uh, uh, the Jerry Cantrell degradation trip and was the engineer on uh, Siamese Dream by the Smashing Pumpkin. So he was on twice. All sorts of fun yeah. stuff with that that series. So if, you, if you're a fan of grunge, uh, there's a lot of nuggets. We, we go album by, we top 25 Rolling Stone grunge albums, and then we kind of do little side bits where we talk to people like that. Somebody says, like, uh, you're talking about sharing a podcast. What's this podcast all about? All about? It's, you know, Rock's Not Dead, whatever. It's hard to summarize it. Even for us, like, I go like, oh, this. I, I mentioned our, our show just when it comes up in conversation here and there. But it's like, you forget all these people we've interviewed. That alone <laughs> would be a show, is my point. Those yeah, interview fair enough. Episodes plus everything else. And also, uh, so. Music, listen, music and life. Fan, That's what our show is about. Music and life. Music, yeah, music and life, but 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 uh, please on our show, CobrasandFire.com, If you want to, you know, somebody that's that that likes uh, Alice in Chains, Dirt might not stumble upon the whatever, never mind side batch. 
if they're uh, because maybe they're not looking also for jokes about Pretty Boy Floyd. It's lost in the mix sometimes. <laughs> is my point. Yeah. So so you so so out there, if you're fans of the show, go to CobrasonFire.com, Share the the side uh, the whatever. Never mind. The interview episodes are all on their own section. That's it. That's and it. and just, you know what? Like, real quick, for we, those of those that are already doing that, thank you so much. Uh, you know, we, right. we see a lot of these shares every week, and uh, I try to comment or at least click like on everything I see. Uh, so uh, we do appreciate that. And since we're on this this whole thing, I did on the basic. I was. Inspired by Dave Brewington from Blame Your Brother to launch a TikTok uh, page for Cobras and Fire. I'm pretty much oh. ready to bail on it, though. Um, I, 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 I need a millennial to take over. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I've tried posting some videos, and they don't make any sense, and I just, I don't know. I, but technically, it's out there, but it, I don't know for how much longer, Luce. I, I don't think I can take it. <laughs> Maybe. All right, all right. Hey, so we got t- what's your son doing on the weekends? He want to he wanna run the Cobras and Fire TikTok page? Yeah. scheduled program here, Luz. I do have an update for our conversation about Kid Rock from uh, the last episode where he talked about how he can't be canceled and I mentioned that he released his album only in digital format and streaming through DistroKid. There is an update though. So now, CDs are available with with an MP3 download at his shows. Kid, that's how I do it. He sounds like a local band. He's like... (laughs) CDs will be available at the shows. It's like what I think I saw the last time I saw a man mention that it was Hellbot, but he can't be canceled. <laughs> that's that's amazing. I, I tell you what, I, I can't think of the last time. Well, I guess it's a, a small show, but if I'm going to a, a like a a big show, I'm not I'm not lugging a 
Well, I guess a CD is not that big of a deal, but vinyl has still, become I, kind of something at merch tables from the sure. bottom up across the board. And I think CD. And look, right. I'm not saying no band of his level has ever sold the CD at his show, but. I think you can only buy it through his website. It was just funny to see the post. He's like, hey, for those of you who want CDs, they're going to be at the show. Just swing by the merch table. Make sure you say hi. You understand you've sold 10 million copies of one record, and now you're (laughs) fucking... (laughs) Stop by and talk to, to, to Jake. He'll, t- he'll hook you up with a CD. <laughs> that's a, that's his new distribution channel. Yeah, no doubt. Maybe Tucker's there selling them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> oh god. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. Anyway, that I just god, wanted to glasses. update the listener to that. I don't have more on it, but uh, yeah. Good. So uh, yeah, for all Good. you fans, uh, head out to the show, pick up a CD. Don't don't forget that uh, if you buy a T-shirt, it helps Kid Rock get to the next town. <laughs> oh, that's true. It helps pay for his gas for his tour bus. Oh my god! Uh, you know, one thing I've been wanting to mention for a while. I just want to squeeze in here. Our boy, uh, talk uh, Josh Toomey over at Talk Toomey. Uh, uh, it's been a couple months now, but uh, I assume you're aware Chris Aiken is now basically you know. Uh, Co-hosting the show with him in, uh, weekly. Yeah, he's he's his uh, his sidekick. I know that role. Yeah. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, maybe Aiken's gonna baco the show. He'll end up taking it over like I did. He takes over. Some guy starts a podcast. The other guy takes over. Anyway, it's been on our <laughs> list of thing. things to talk about, and I, I, I just uh, we haven't uh, thrown some love at, at well, well, too many shows that we listen to we uh, that enjoy. But you know, of course, Josh and I, uh, well, all three of us, you know, we, we've all had our hands in each other's back pockets, so you know, we're, we're tight. Um, I really enjoy uh, Chris's uh, contributions to the show. It's kind of fun listening. Kind of spices up a little bit. Gives a little bit of uh, uh, I don't know, just a, a little more content on the front end of. All the the wonderful interviews Josh does. So anyway, I wanted to just mention that to anybody that wasn't aware of it, and also just uh, you know throw a little love to Chris and Josh. They've both been on the show and been uh, good friends and uh, guests of our program as well. So check it out. On my end, uh, I'm going to just mention In Obscuria podcast. Their latest episode with Taylor Hawkins um, is a very cool uh, kind of compilation of songs from songs you probably never heard of because they're not gonna play Foo Fighters on that show because it goes against their their format but I thought it was a nice dedication to them and uh, there are like three songs that I'm definitely gonna add to my collection from hearing the Taylor Hawkins and the uh, Coattail Writers have you ever heard any of their stuff it's actually, yeah, it's actually quite good uh, yeah Birds of Satan did you ever listen to that I have not. I've not listened to that. I've not heard Chevy Metal. And he had some, I can't remember the, I think it's just a ta- just called Taylor Hawkins, which is like some album. Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. I'm not, I'm not going to dignify that with a con. Uh, my comment there will be like, when you say you're going to add those to your playlist, I can, as- I can as- assure everybody that that'll never happen. So, What kind of comment is that? I don't even get that. Oh, wait, wait, look, it may not be the best joke in the world, but it's a Lou says he's going to do something but doesn't do it joke. Okay. Do you want me to list concerts that I'm planning on going to and I'm going to cancel last minute? Yeah. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got coming up that you're not going to hit? Sure. 
Yeah, okay. So on the on the twentieth of, uh, of of April, I'm planning on seeing Local H. Everybody knows how that went if they heard the show last time. They just canceled last minute. So I'll be definitely checking their Facebook page to make sure that they are <laughs> still having their show this time versus having a whole pilgrimage out to the to the venue and then what, finding out. What sporting out event would lo- Local H cancel for? Like some local high school volleyball game or something? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. It's re- the other extreme. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, Denver. Uh, regional volleyball tournament going on so yeah this uh this friend of a friend their two-year-old has a birthday party i gotta attend it's social obligation i gotta cancel now we're talking yeah yeah not like you can know and then and another one i'm planning on canceling last minute uh is uh, jerry cantrell is playing on the 27th uh here and he was was just here that one okay um it's like i think it's like plays like very very mostly all solo stuff. I mean, I'm curious to see what 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 that is. That's I'm curious point. to see if he's going to have CDs at his using. at his merch table. <laughs> but what band is he using? Is what my my question is. Oh, I saw sure it too. Ah, uh, fuck. It's it's not like whatever. Okay. Yeah, I actually looked into right. that and saw anyway. what he was singing. That's kind of weird because they are touring with Alice in Chains coming up here too, and and there's certain fests they're playing where he'll, he'll play like the night before with a solo band, and then Alice in Chains will be really? the next day. So Alice in yeah. Chains is playing the um, Minnesota State Fair this summer, Luce. That's you should go check them out. Have you seen that? You, yo, of course you have. We've seen them. Jesus Christ, yeah. we saw them at uh, Northern Invasion. Northern Invasion. I saw them also yeah. at Rock USA. I don't think it was that same summer. I can't remember. It might actually probably was. So. Yeah, and then the 30th of April, I'm I'm uh, planning on possibly seeing uh, Radke and Offspring, but that's that's definitely the most cancelable of all the uh, on the list. Cool, but uh, maybe uh, maybe go. What about you? Any any shows coming up that uh, you got on the radar? I still have April tickets to Rammstein, uh, but that's late okay. summer. Um, you know what? Uh, not not really. Nothing on the radar. Uh, I got um, invited to cover. The opening band of a five-band bill uh, that headlined by Godsmack here. Uh, so, uh, but so I could probably go see that for free if I wanted to, but I I don't think I do. It is, it is a weekend, so maybe I'll change my mind when I get closer. But that's in Fair early enough. early May. But uh, switching gears just a little bit, our uh, I wanted to mention Pantheon, our um, our, our network, our host. Well, how would you just how, what's a proper term for Pantheon? Like, what are they to us? Are we their bitch? Hmm. Hmm. Probably all those. Okay. Anyway, Pantheon, the network that we're on with a bunch of other fabulous podcasts. Google Pantheon po- Podcasts and you'll you'll take it to their website and you'll see all the other shows that we're in, on the roster with. But anyway, um, uh, Peter and Christian, uh, the 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 big cheeses over there at Pantheon, they were out at some event in California related to like some kind of podcast expo, I believe. Peter shared a video. And, you know, they're basically at, at some like, I don't know, kind of like a uh, party afterwards, right? And there's a girl DJing, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, is that fucking Paris Hilton? <laughs> and so that's literally what I typed in. And the, uh, Peter's like, yep. And then I think Christian came in after it. He's like, I tried to jump off the building when she started. <laughs> I don't know. That was kind of cool. It's like, wow. All right. Uh, good job. Those guys. Those, those guys are ballers. I enjoyed her work in film. Hilton. Water waiting, my sweet little body. 
a last little quick item here. Uh, Paul Stanley went on Twitter to share pictures of a recent vacation he got. It sounds like for free. He went to Dubai. <laughs> and, oh, he went back. Uh, yeah, he went back. And, and uh, he, he went back to Dubai. And it's, it sounded like he, through his connections he made, he was him and his family were flown out there for free. So it's, of course, just shots of him mm. in the, the ocean with no shirt on and all this stuff. And life is wonderful. Ooh, nice. Family time. You know, hashtag family time. Sure. So you go through the comments. And, of course, the, you know, it's basically split it's like people going it's good for you paul family time is important you deserve this and then where the fuck's my dubai merch (laughs) (laughs) bring it back with you put it in your carry-on are you out there looking for my vinyl that i never got Is that is that what it is that's been so so all those things that people bought for that show nothing's been not a single not yeah if not you bought anything that I, I don't know what's in, yeah like I, yeah. I can't remember the breakdown but there was like uh, two stream only packages one you got to stream it for forty eight hours one you got like right. a month uh, and then right, beyond right. that you you was like two fifty and you got a bunch of shit and a thousand you got a bunch of shit uh, I, the, some of the stuff I remember I think it was there was a vinyl um, there was tickets to see this thing in a theater. <laughs> I'm not sure what why you would go put yourself through that, but anyway, uh, that never happened. There was a Blu-ray that never came out. I don't know if the T-shirts got sent out. Maybe they did. I I, I was a little I kind of out of sight, out of mind for me. It's not like I bought one, but I was unaware that they because Kiss, you know, to their look, the quality has been inconsistent on some of those, these products they've had over the years. But I don't recall them ever just. Vinnie Vincenting a situation where they basically just take a pile of money and deliver nothing. This is the Vinnie Vincent box set for Kiss, man. I mean, and Vinnie didn't charge a thousand dollars, so to send you absolutely nothing. And then, so maybe in twenty years he'll be on Decibel Geek uh, explaining like how he's sending everybody to Dubai (laughs) packages, you know, something like that. That's true. Anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, a little tone deaf. Um, Yeah, yeah. I, I would think. If that would at least be in the back of my mind that I still haven't delivered on these fairly expensive products, and this yes. one destination is going to trigger the people that are waiting for that. So maybe I don't oh, share God. that trip on social media. Yeah, maybe not. That's what I'm saying. Another Eric Church moment. You know what I mean? It's like a middle finger to your fan. I think we call that Paul Stanley churching it. He churched it. Mm-hmm. Sure did. So far into this into twenty twenty two, we've had a decent number of kind of well known artists released uh, their first record in a few years, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers are one. And I don't know, I, I had a, I, I was okay with that Black Summer song a little bit. I haven't really dug into too much of the other stuff. I've heard about four songs. Nothing really clicked with me too much. It is nice that Frushani's back in the band. I, I do like he's my favorite guitarist for them, but. Not the biggest Chili Peppers fan, to be honest with you. Have you had a chance to listen to it? I have, but 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 we can you can go on record. In fact, that Blood Sugar Sex Magic that was a, a banger of an album. You liked that back in the day, yeah? I mean, that- I thought they would be one of those bands that I was like they've hit their stride. This is now a band I I'm going to be with until they they keep put, stop putting out product. And I held in for a couple more records, but really, Californication was probably the last one that that I bothered buying when John. Uh, return to the band. It was Californication, By the Way, Stadium Arcadium, and then he bailed again for the last yeah. whatever it's been. 12, 12 years. 13 years. And, years and here's how here's out of touch I was. Until, yeah. I think, the last record or the one before, I didn't even know. I wasn't aware he was not in a band until I saw him on a live performance. So Gotcha. Probably the yeah. Super Bowl. <laughs> um, okay. 
Oh, did he? Was he? I didn't even remember if he. he I don't he, think he was out. He was out of the band by that point. But anyway. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah. So so because because John was back in the band, this is why I was going to give it a shake. And yeah, Black Summer came out, and that song is okay. The first part, it's but it kind of sounds like we've mentioned like a little bit of like almost a Red Hot Chili Peppers, almost like a parody. Yeah. Like how he enunciates and says China, China, yeah. or something like that in the yeah. song. There's, it's, it's just it's a lot of goofy enunciations, but. Um, Here's my summary for the album, and I've listened to it twice. And first thing was really hoping for more songs. That's that's <laughs> my my first my first comment. Yeah. Seventeen tracks, seventeen tracks is what's on this this thing. So when you look at that from any kind of artist, you know, let's call it uh, what do you call this type of artist? What, what do we call it? Legacy the act, classic artist, the uh, legacy. Yeah, there you go, a legacy act. You know that that when you you see seventeen tracks in an album. That's never good. Give me 10. You know those aren't just prime cuts of meat. That's a fair generalization, um, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but here, so so my quick summary of the album is eh, three or four good songs. Okay. <laughs> There's, that's out of those 17. <laughs> the go-to loose cannon review. Eh, three or four good songs. Uh, are, they, are they all by, by chance all at the, the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> no. On this Whoa. one, they, they uh, amazing, amazingly, no, they um, so of LC batch tracks, two review. Yes, so so what I've seen a lot too is that you know these groups like I am vinyl and things like that. See, so like yeah, this is better than I expected, and blah 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 blah. And I I see these comments, and it's what I can tell you is this: here's here's what you need to do. You go, you download your Black Summer. You've already heard that song. There is one great song on the album. I'll go to bat for this song all day, and that's called Here Ever After. That is actually track two, and that is the only one that seems to have a lot of John guitar on it, too. Because I'll tell you what, this entire album, yes, Flea has always been a prominent part of the sound, but they, and the mixing board... Flea went there and just cranked that fucking bass to 10 because these are the most bass heavy leading to the fact that sometimes you don't even hear the guitars in it. Thumpity bump bump songs like almost like P-Funk, but not okay. that great. He went on, uh, he, he was just recently talking about the the the, the, the mix and the mastering of this record. They, they claim they, they, they didn't use any compression, which would bring a little bit of that, that bass into the mix a little, but anyway. I don't know. It just seems to be really jumping out all over these songs. Um, and I like Flea, but it's just a little whatever. Uh, very few choruses. The really, really reasons I'm saying here, ever after, great guitar, great melody, great great everything. A lot of these, they just go all over the fucking place. The other ones I'll say is These Are The Ways, Decent, Bastards of Light. That also shows that we're running out of song titles. Um, uh, heavy Wing. But there are some songs like Poster Child and One Way Traffic, which sound... Like Poster Child is one of those those. Uh, by the way, do you know what the working title of Poster Child was? Uh, Steve. Eve. No, it was Burn, Bitch, Burn. Burn, Bitch, Burn. Okay, I thought it was going to be more the of a Poster da- Child. There seems to be a lot of Danzig influence in some of these titles with Heavy Wings and Black Summer. But anyway, <laughs> come on, Burn, Bitch, Burn. Poster Child for the worst worst kiss song. Uh, that's not a bad joke, but it's pretty pretty dry and deep. Uh, you, that's the, it is. we made it's a joke both. earlier for two people. That one might be for one person. So <laughs> that's right. Now, if the um, song was called like "Log," then I think it would be a little more broad based. Uh, so or like "Wooden Logged." Yeah. Okay. 
fair enough. Anyway, so th- <laughs> then <laughs> what about uh, what's that song off a of hot at the shade? That's the other poster child song. The big the, the betrayed. Dick, uh, read my body. Read my body. Read my body. It's a read my body. It was a second choice. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm gonna beat this to the ground. You're really trying too hard. <laughs> you know what? Poster child is this. Is. Is this? Uh, <laughs> Me not reading the room. That's another. That was another title. <laughs> oh God. Uh, something you should do just for yourself. Oh, All right. So um, yeah. this album, the other summary of this album is it made me guilty listening to it. Like I felt I live I, I was like, I am get, taking time away from artists that much better deserve my attention <laughs> and everything like that. It's one of those things than trying to, we do these sometimes this is, this is the definition of a sequel album. It also, I said like, okay, let me just go back and see the difference. All I have to say is this. Listen to this album, which uh, even the name of the give me the goddamn name of the album because it's almost already left my mind. Oh my god, it's I universal, can't remember. It. Oh, universal love, universal, universal love biscuit drop. No, or it's just universal yes. love. All right. So uh, when you listen to this, it's this thing where you're like you're trying to like it, that kind of deal. Then all you have to do is I go back to the, I was like, okay, let me let me see if I'm missing something. I listened to, but by the way, by the way. That album, two, uh, early 2000s, last great Chili Peppers album. I actually will endorse that one. That track, that title track is fucking banger. Can't Stop is on there. You just go back and listen to that, and then you listen to this, and you realize what's all what's missing. It's that kind of album. Mm-hmm. That's my summary. I do. I was surprised that you cared enough to, to even get into this. But there is one thing uh, that you said there that I I wanted to just take a moment and say I'm very proud of you for is that like you know when you were saying like I'm I'm taking time away from blank. I, I assumed you were going to yeah. talk about your family or children, but of course you did not. You said other bands. Uh, so <laughs> I are you proud of me about that? I'm very proud. over a link and said watch this video it was quite epic and, and anytime it says and anytime a video has this in the title brett michaels <laughs> i'm all in i'll give it a watch and uh i was not disappointed 
Uh, nothing like good old school thermos right here. Delicious beverage while I'm out here hiking. And uh, and also great if you want to get creative. If I'm out here sometimes and idea comes into my head, I just start pounding it out like a... My baby on the telephone. Hurry home, red set them all alone. Yeah. I love to get out here. A little old school thermos. Remember, not all of us that roam are lost. I like the hike, like the journey, love the travel get creative keep an old school thermos and how did you come upon this video and uh what are, what are we what are we talking about here we have uh listener keith rockford to thank for this i'm not sure how i miss this because i do uh follow brett michaels on twitter but again i'm not great on twitter either uh <laughs> but brett michael this is actually a tiktok video that has been shared on twitter and is space oh, facebook your new your new jam yeah my, <laughs> my new jam so brett michaels he's over there on the tiktoks just like cobras and fires is Ooh, nice uh but no keith okay. rockford was kind enough to tag us in this uh he basically just said cobras and fire here's some more comedic material and i watched it now we, we've had this for a little while we've been sitting on this because we just with other stuff going on it just kind of got sidetracked but I, I i saw it was still on the list i'm like fuck we gotta get into this before it gets too late well, yeah, so uh, I don't know. Well, to describe it for the people, basically, Brett Michaels, I think what he's trying to do is be like one of those influencers, right? But you, you notice he's basically uh -huh. pimping something called an old school thermos. Now, I tried to find information on this, but I could not find the product. Everything, he doesn't tag anything in any, any of the social media stuff, but... Uh, so, okay. Okay. So he needs a little bit of ref a little coaching, actually adding a link to the product where you can buy it in the post. Yeah. Good. So, uh, yeah, for for uh, people older than us, which is probably most of our audience, uh, an influencer yeah. is someone who goes on social media and like will just be like, here I am in a bikini with a, some some new brand of tea or something like that or the sh some product in general. And then they get paid based on how many likes or clicks or whatever, that kind of stuff. And sure. uh, uh, fucking people make a living doing this nonsense. Anyway. Don't forget to include – don't include he, – he, did he remember to include a referral code? No, nothing. No, uh, nothing Brett, at all. Just Brett, what you hear in the oh, video is – this guy. So he's learning. But the the best thing okay. about this was like how lazily this thing was staged. He's like, well, when I'm out for a hike, I always make sure I have my old school thermos. And by hike, he means he pulled his car off the Pacific Coast freeway or highway there in California. <laughs> uh, you see traffic. You know, it's like this is where you're hiking. You know, and, and look, the guy's in shape. I'm not saying he doesn't go for a hike. I'm saying he didn't put effort into this fucking video. Uh, and and what it's like, they must have a tag like just because you're you're just because you roamed doesn't mean you're lost uh and never Ooh, I, I like it yeah never roam without your old school i've seen that I, i've seen that on uh many inspirational posters right above my toilet yeah for once i actually just took for a one. marker out and wrote it on my bathroom wall um yeah why wouldn't you it's it gets me going yeah but yeah the, the cell phone the cell phone video the cell phone camera was positioned quite awkwardly uh yeah i'm pretty sure audio, he was alone too. not the best yeah. Like, like he oh, didn't even have yeah, somebody no, helping was, him shoot this, you know? No, no, no. This was this was him and a rock. Him, nature, and a highway just to the left. Yeah. <laughs> just, 
By the left, you mean right behind him in clear view of everything. (laughs) That too. So, yeah, I mean, we can probably share the video uh, for people listening to this episode. Uh, Of course, they've already heard some of the audio by this point. But, yeah, then he starts playing bongos on the fucking thing. He's like, he's inspired to write. Look, this thing doesn't just quench me with a, a delicious beverage. You know, maybe you have a song idea. And he whips this gem out. I call my baby on the telephone. I like Brett because he thinks he sees this as not just a thermos, but it is a multi-purpose, you know, uh, purchase he's made. It you can use it as like like you just said, it's a bongo, it's an instrument. Yeah. What else could it be? Like it's a trans. To me, this is like the the this is the same thing as a transformer. It's like watching the transformer movie. Mm. Look what you can do. I got a great, if not possibly. Ridiculous idea for this for people who are. That's too gross. Oh, look at that's. I, I I think that went a little off the rails there. That's all I right. Can't keep so that you're in saying, there. It's like a okay. giant you dildo. Also use, just, just boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That way you can kind of still you know, keep your hands clean. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's the Optimus Prime of 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 thermoses. It's a bongo and. Yeah, it was, no matter where you roam, you can always rock a tune. That's what he. Uh, yeah, yeah the, that's right. If you know, and if you're a fan of this kind of stuff, you can go to his Twitter page and read the comments. There, there's some uh, comedy gold there. Like someone commented oh, that, like, okay. well, watch out, Brett. You kind of started like Elvis there. Oh yeah, like that. All, all I know is that when I saw the video, I was like, please, can he use this as a drum? Is 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 basically all hope, and, and my my dreams came true. So uh, thank you, Brett. When I first watched, it, I didn't realize what was going on, and then I'm like, wait a yeah. second, he's trying to be like Kylie Jenner or something like that here. You know, I don't know, I don't know who's a fucking influencer. I just I think it's great because I've been like when I'm on a hike, sometimes I do want to to. I was like, what? I really wish I had a a set of bongo drums with me, and then there they are. It's in my it's in my backpack. So I think it's great. Brett, I think you've 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 really uh, expanded your audience, and um, you know what? I'm I'm just I'm just kind of pissed because he didn't actually call the segment "Rock Your Thermos." Yeah, you know, he a couple missed opportunities there, uh, and also like he didn't like carry an extra bandana with him wrapped around the thermos. You know, he could have done that. That's true. Get a little, See? go to a, like a Hobby Lobby, get a little novelty cowboy hat to put on the thermos cap. You could just put that on the stage and people probably think it's Brett Michaels <laughs> for, a, for, a, for a poison show. Just get like it's a, the same, same. making a six foot tall thermos and slide it out there with a fucking cowboy hat on it. <laughs> right. Uh, he's using backing tracks. Yeah. <laughs> and if you love backing tracks, you're going to love poison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Oh God! Oh, I, I, I uh, thanks so much, Keith, for that. Did you have any more on that? Any, any more? Uh... I think the audio speaks for itself. Yeah, we've it's definitely spoke for it. Thank you, Brett. That was amazing. You've always given us a lot of uh, oh good material over the years. And thanks, uh, Keith Rockford. Yeah. Keep them coming if you see something like that because uh, this stuff does slip through the cracks from time to time. And this was too good it not does. to share. Especially, we don't want to miss. I mean, Brett is a top five mascot for the show. Yeah, so. I would, I would say. Yeah, who we got? Brett, Tommy Lee, Bobby Blotzer, Gene Simmons. Sebastian Bach. Sebastian Bach. Eddie Trunk. Yeah. Doyle. <laughs> He's more of a <laughs> He's punching bag. Minutes. He's good for nine That's minutes. Right. Hey, a lot of guys wish they could say that. Yeah, that's true. You know, 
All right. I think we all we brought. So uh, what do you think? That was a whole episode of uh, of going down memory lane pretty much for the majority of it. <laughs> Did you enjoy it, people? Oh, I had fun. How about you, Elsie? Uh, great time. It's uh, the Chris Farley episode. You know, the uh, what was it? Remember that one time? How's, how's that go? <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I don't like, think what are they great. Call it's that awesome. Bit, but, yeah. Yeah, I remember that time you were in the Beatles. That was really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. So I'm so nervous. Hope everybody, listen, every seven years, we get to do it. That's the rules. That's the beginning of season seven, people. Batch seven. Batch seven, yeah. <laughs> well, this has been fun, of course. Uh, always good to catch up with you. You want to get out of here? I do. All right, man. Ruck's not dead. It just turns seven in dog beers. Speak what we're taught Lies and money Become the white man's God We burn all our bridges One too many times The time has come now To draw the line You know you got to stand Stand A stand for what you believe You know you got to stand Baby on the telephone. No, that is that is a that is a poison lyric. Oh my god! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points.
FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.